And we're live with episode one. All right. Slash so recording. Episode one. Slash recording. Not not even really live slash recording, just recording. Unless we're being I mean we could be live streamed live to the internet, which would be unsettling, to say the least. As as long as if it's monetized we get our fair share of that, I'm okay. I don't think that's gonna be how it works if we don't know about it, but you know. Here's to wishful thinking. Yeah, you know, you can imagine. (laughs) So anyway, you saw that Barstool Sports post about the pick two to defend you and the rest is going to come kill you, right? I did, yep. So we were all like immediately submitting our answers, and I love these games. These are like some of the most fun things I see on Instagram that Barstool posts, because they've had a few of these too. Like this most recent one seems to be kind of like the action movie star game. So let's go through... The one they had twelve characters on there, yep. with a couple of really odd choices, which I'll get to in a second. But, and then I, I can I, I jotted down their list and I added two in that I think are more deserving to be on the list and to be discussed because, really, what you have on here are like bona fide action franchise stars, right. and I felt like that was missing two notable names. So anyway, so you want me to just read the list of the one that was yeah, on there? Yeah, let's just go through the list list. and then yeah, okay. you know we can discuss our. Our choices there. Yeah, and we'll discuss our initial choices. So the initial Barstool Sports one, uh, the list is as follows. Basically, Hobbs from Fast and Furious franchise, who's a savage. Uh, Jack Bauer from the show 24, which I've never seen that show. Heard it, it was super popular. I think he's kind of a badass in that show. I really don't know. I've never seen it. John Wick, the Baba Yaga. Yep. N- nothing more needs to be said. Private Upham from Saving Private Ryan. Seems like a weird, weird, odd I got, choice. I got words to say about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll get, get to that in a second. Jason Bourne, obviously the star of the Bourne series. Absolute savage. The Bride from Kill Bill. Absolute savage. Yep. Brian Mills from the Taken series, who's a badass old man. John Rambo, who has killed a million people. Yes, he has. <laughs> Maximus from Gladiator, who, like, come on. What else do you need to say about Maximus? Uh, John McClane from Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Great fucking character. AJ Soprano from The Sopranos. Another really odd choice. I'll get Very to that. Odd. And then The Mountain from Game of Thrones, which you still haven't seen yet, and you need to fucking see I, I have of not seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. We'll do, we'll You're like one of the five people in the entire country who have, not, have seen not seen Game of Thrones. Thrones. So a couple of initial thoughts before we give our answers. Two really odd picks Upham from Saving Private Ryan and AJ Soprano from The Sopranos. And you haven't seen The Sopranos, but let me just tell you, AJ Soprano on The Sopranos is not does not belong on this list. Like he's not a badass tough guy. His dad, Tony, was well, but he's just kind of like a moody teenager throughout the entire series. I don't know. I really don't know why he's on. So that takes me to Upham. Right. Oh, yeah. Take it away with Upham because yeah, we're we're in the forties. We're World War Two. These teenagers are like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go fight for my country. I'll probably die in a really shitty condition. I'm going to storm the beaches of Normandy. Yeah. I'm going to drop out of planes on Normandy and try and meet up on D-Day. He survives D-Day. <laughs> he gets assigned to the team to go save Private Ryan. Yeah. This little bitch <laughs> hides the entire movie. Is crying, is scared the entire movie. And at the very end, the guy that he fought to save kills another one of the Americans. Yep. While he could have killed him. So he saves him as he, you know, 
you can say quote unquote saves him as he's coming down the stairs and he's crying with you know the belt of ammo around his yeah, neck. Yeah. Then he hides in a fucking foxhole yep. as the Germans are storming towards the bridge, just crying. Yeah. He somehow miraculously just gets all this courage. At the very end, pops up and is you know speaking German, telling them to halt. Yeah. And he runs into the same guy they let go. And then all of a sudden he pops off. Yeah. You think I want him to save me? <laughs> Up Which is why... Come I, after me. It, yeah, exactly. Thank you for laying out all of that. Because when I saw... I was not exactly sure. Because it's been a while since I've seen Saving Private Ryan. Great, great fucking movie. One of the best World War II movies out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, was, I, I looked at his picture on the Barstool Sports post. And I was like, is that the character I'm thinking of? Who you just described doing the thing like on the stairway leading up to the room, and he's got the the bullets, you know, the yeah. chain of bullets around his neck, and he just hi- he's holding literally an armed gun. He's holding his M1, just- and just watches the guy walk right by. Right after he just he knows that this guy has just killed two of his comrades or yeah. his friends. So all of that aside, I, I saw that and I was like, what? So I think the only thing that I could imagine them adding him and then AJ Soprano into this mix is just like a, a kind of a funny like oh you got John Wick Rambo and then this fucking guy yeah I mean so like Rambo is a Vietnam vet yeah and now Vietnam vets are like in my opinion some of the hardest and most mistreated people out there absolutely and obviously we all respect our armed services so you got John Rambo who comes back to a country who doesn't like him because he was there when he shouldn't have been, but it wasn't his choice to be there. You have Upham, who probably said, yeah, I'm going to join the military and go fight in World War II. And then he cries when he's in war. And Rambo, on the other hand, is like, let me kill every person I can see. <laughs> oh, I'm going to come home to a country that mistreats me? I'm going to kill you still because you yeah. mistreat me and you think that I'm coming into your town to ruin it. I'm on my way home. I, think, I just want to be back in America. I think they're in this... Whoever designed this little game of, for the post that they had, I think they threw those two characters in there as like a, just giving an excuse to those people who are like, can't resist being trolls, who are like... Because the game is pick two to defend you. The rest are going to come try and right. kill you. You know there's someone who immediately hopped in the comments once they saw this and they're like, all right, my two are Private Upham and AJ Soprano. You know, yeah, just true. to be funny. I, I can't think of another reason why they would put them in this mix because it doesn't make literally any sense. Because imagine, just imagine for a second, you're holed up in your house. All these badass assassins, war veterans, whatever, are coming to kill you. They, they have the expressed, you know, mission of, explicit mission of murdering you. And the two people that are at your front door or hidden in your house somewhere trying to defend you are AJ Soprano and Private Upham, the guy who bitched out in the coolest war movie ever made. Right. Dude, John Wick, Hobbs, Rambo, they're going to slice through those two guys in four seconds and murder you without a second thought. Well, like, but here's a thought for you then that probably people don't think about. So you got to pick two and the rest come to kill you. Yeah. So what if you have Upham that's... You know, say John Wick is fighting, you know, Hops coming up the door. Okay. John Wick kills Hops, and you have Upham crying on the stairs when he's trying to bust into your house. And he just let Hops die when he could have busted in the door, shot John Wick, and now you're down to one guy. So 
what if we go back to the whole movie <laughs> and Upham's crying on the stairs when he's supposed to be in there attacking you and trying to kill the two guys that are protecting you? Exactly. So, I mean, it's just pretty much just like a free kill. It's like, ah, oh, Upham's on their team. Like, ha-ha, send him in. Oh, you're, so, okay, okay, I wasn't exactly following what you were saying, but you're saying if he's on the side of he's coming to kill you. Right. It's a joke. It's, it's a like, joke. Don't I mean, worry about him. And, yeah. and if I'm on, you know, if I'm Hobbs and Upham's on my team, you know, we've got to breach and clear and get the two guys you pick out. Yeah. I'm going to shit my pants if I'm Hobbs. I'm like, I don't want this guy backing me up. Right. I don't like, even I got, want him typing my report. This, this guy? Yeah. This, like, like secretary? Send this guy yeah. to the library yeah. to, like, guard a book. <laughs> yeah. And even then, he might not do it. Yeah, I was joking earlier. We were talking about this game, and I was like, if Upham was sent to kill me, I got a lot of confidence in myself that I could kill Upham. Like, yeah. he's not intimidating at all. Neither is no. AJ Soprano. No. Unless for some reason AJ somehow managed to, like, hire some of his dad's hitmen or something. So but then that's you not say, allowed within the, the context right. of this game. So, so then like, you say it's If it's his just name. this moody teenager showing up at my door, like, come on. Right. So, so for Soprano, it's literally just his name. You're like, oh, shit, if I yeah, kill him, his dad, his oh dad will God, come yeah. after me with, you know. Endless resources right. and money and guns. But for the immediate problem at hand, it's just a moody teenager. Right. So he'll <laughs> flip open his flip phone because I'm assuming this was, you know, I haven't seen Sopranos either, but I'm assuming it was filmed when flip phones were still Oh, thing. for sure. For so sure. he flips open his flip phone and calls daddy. Yeah. All right. Well, he's already dead. You know, John Wick sniped him. Yeah. Brian Mills is behind him breaking his neck. <laughs> yeah. You know, Rambo's pulling issue. his throat out. It's like, a non-issue. Yeah. Maximus is killing him. Yeah. He killed an emperor. Yeah. Like, maybe, so, maybe Upham and him could fight each other out. And, and who knows? It could be a good fight. I think the funnest thing to see would be if someone picked Upham or AJ as, like, one of their two to defend them. And then the other guy, like, one of the other was on the other side of coming to kill that person. And then you got to watch a battle between Upham from Saving Private so Ryan like, and AJ Soprano. Because that would be entertaining. That would be an entertaining battle. Like, which of the two little pansies out of this entire group is going to win this battle, you know? But it could be a battle that goes on forever because you could have Upham crying on a staircase and then you could have Soprano calling his dad and his dad's not picking up. Yeah, there you so, go. So they could just sit there for hours. Right. And meanwhile, you got like John Wick and Jack Bauer going at it yeah. and exploding half the city and all kinds of shit. Just because one guy killed another guy's dog. <laughs> yeah. Like it just escalates. Yeah, I think... Okay, so... Two, I think we should finally arrive at our selections when you first saw this. Because Sam had the same exact reaction I did when I saw this. And it was like, out of this group, easy choice for me. So picking two out of this group to defend me easily, John Wick and Jason Bourne. And I'll explain why. John Wick, I think the number one thing you have to think of when you're considering him within the context of this game is... You definitely don't want John Wick coming to kill you. That's a no. serious fucking problem. I think if there's one thing that they've established through three movies thus far, is if John Wick wants to kill you, he's gonna do it. Oh, 100%. It, there's, there's no issue there. Like, he's going he's to do it. He's got 100% success yeah, rate. Yeah, 100% success rate. So, I definitely don't want him on the opposite side of coming to murder me. So, let's just get that out of the way. I want him on my side. Plus, he's a incredibly lethal assassin. Like, the most... He's, he's the Michael Jordan of the underground assassin world in that whole franchise. Oh, yeah. like everyone knows John Wick. John Wick. Like, he's that badass. So, okay. Obviously, out of the way, number one pick, John Wick. Number two, I went with Jason Bourne because Jason Bourne, if I'm thinking of, like, 
you know, they're establishing this as some sort of like a game where it's like a countdown. And they're like, okay, you've picked your two guys. The rest are coming in to kill you in five, four. And they count down. And then we run off with, you know, it's, it's me and my right, two it's guys. Like and we seek. run off yeah. all of a sudden. I want Jason Bourne on my side because Jason Bourne did nothing throughout that entire franchise but hide from government agencies who were explicitly trying to find him. Right. So he's an expert at just disappearing into the crowd. So he, he, he could take me and be like, hey, John. I got Zach. We're going to go fucking disappear in Venezuela somewhere. And then, meanwhile, you just leave John Wick to go do what John Wick does and just pick off slowly but surely all these other guys. Right, so you got, you got your us. personal bodyguard. Yeah, you got a and personal bodyguard. You got your personal, like, and then the assassin forefront assassin like, right. who's just, like, who's, who's chilling there, on the offensive, watching you know? everyone run by him, and he yeah. just shoots him. And then moves on. If anyone does make it to you, you know, which is, it's going to take them forever to find you because Jason Bourne knows how to just disappear like a ghost. If they do find you, it's Jason fucking Bourne. Like, he's going to kick the living shit out of whoever shows up or most likely kill them because that's all he did throughout that entire franchise as well. So, anyway, those are my two cents. Those, yeah. are, my, those are my picks. I mean, I don't know, though, because Brian Mills, he literally traveled to a different country to find his daughter who was taken. For sure. Like, there's no... You, you can't understate, like, how much of a badass Brian Mills is from that franchise. And I have actually only seen, like, to be honest, I've only seen the first movie. I haven't seen the second two. But, dude, what a savage. He's just old. I mean, like, the only thing about him is he's a badass old guy. But, like, I got Jason. I got a young Jason Bourne and a young John Wick. Yeah. I feel good about that. But, I mean, like, I also look at it. And I kind of – so, my, my picks were John Wick. So same obvious reasons. Right, right. Guy's just a born killer. Yeah. And John Rambo. Which is a fantastic. Choice. Dude came home and was being hunted. You know, yeah, it's in you know what the late seventies or whatever. He's being hunted by local authorities. He goes into the woods and fashions all these traps, uh-huh. kills all these deputies, disappears. You know, he's used to fighting in a guerrilla warfare, and like being he on his own in Vietnam and being on his own with no one supporting him, no backup. I look at all the other Rambo movies. They get progressively more insane, for it, sure. You know, you look at the new ones. All right, the original three were great. Yeah. You know, he fights Russians. Yeah. Just out of the blue. I mean, he fights Americans. Wh- so which one is it that he's over in the Middle East and he's fighting the Russians? Is that like two or three? I, I think that's that two, because okay. then I believe three is when he goes back to Vietnam okay. with like the private group, and he finds POWs still in camps in Vietnam. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I've I've seen all of them, but those two get kind of confused. And then he gets old as shit and moves to Cambodia or wherever, yeah. or, uh, uh, Burma. Yeah. Or like on the you know border of Burma, and then leave it to some you know group of people that want to go in and you know save the sick in a country that's, that you don't go into. That's the one with like the missionaries, right? Yeah. And like they want him to be their personal escort in or whatever. Right. Take him up the river, yeah. and then that one's a good one, dude. And that, then that was like kind of like the remake almost, where it was right. like a long time after the third one had come out. That dude, that one. So, so, so that case in point, you yeah. got Rambo going into this that country. Movie Rambo, complete and utter war machine. He's going against an army. Yeah, literally an entire and army. An, an entire army, and at the very end, he rips a guy's throat out. Yeah, yeah. So I think to my head, I'm like, dude, I don't care. The mountain could come in, but Rambo's just gonna rip his throat out. Yeah, dude. I well, and I think just, sorry to. I'll, I'll let you continue on your Rambo rant, but <laughs> He's I great. think the problem with including the mountain and Maximus in this discussion is like, 
if you have guys sword gu- against a gun, right? If you have guys that are from medieval times or ancient times when all they had were swords and spears and shit like that, going against guys with modern weapons, it's it's over. Like I don't give a shit how intimidating the mountain is and how scary he is as a swordsman or Maximus. John Wick's gonna shoot him in the head from fucking three hundred yards away. Like he's not even gonna get yeah, close. Yeah. It's a joke. But I think it. I think you could use it as a personality because my other one would have been John Wick and Maximus. Like, imagine okay. you and Maximus an in, like, a vault where someone's got to oh, open so the doors, come combat. in, and Maximus is just chilling there. And you're like, yeah, open the door, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And one, they can't get in because you're in, you know, a blast-proof vault. But then you got Maximus just wielding a sword. Okay, here, here's a question for you. How do you feel about if it comes down to it, everyone else has been killed off. It's you and Maximus. He's protecting you. Hobbs makes it into the room. He has no weapons, no guns. Or, okay, he has no guns, but he has, like, a big-ass knife versus Maximus in his armor with a sword. How, how do you feel about that? The thing is, I get the game is they're coming to kill you. Hobbs ain't coming to kill me. He wants to arrest me. That's true. He, he's he's, he's he, too much of a law enforcement He's a law enforcement guy. guy that wants to arrest me and take me back in handcuffs. So he's going to come through the door. I don't think he's trained to deal with a knife. Like or Maximus a sword. Is, or a sword. Yeah. Maximus literally was born and raised yeah. to lead the armies of the north. Right. And fighting hand-to-hand combat, hand-to-hand combat with swords and With knives. a sword and knife. That's what he was bred to do. Which now, is a totally different type of warfare. Now, I think than... we could take Maximus out, and, and we'll, I think we should revisit that later with another idea I have. Okay. okay. So going back to Rambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted your Rambo. Right? I don't know if you've seen the newest one. Like, no, I haven't. Sam told me about it, and he said it's fucking awesome because it's exactly what you want from a Rambo. Right. So, so Rambo fights an army Again. in Burma. Oh, no, no. You're talking about the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And now in the newest one, he fights a cartel. Oh, okay. So isn't the plot of the new one, like, he, he has a daughter, right? And then she gets abducted so by it's a his, cartel So it's his niece. Oh, his and niece. Okay. she goes down to talk to her dad in Mexico. Okay. And, you know... They he advised against it. I believe it's her grandma advised against it. Okay. So she goes down there and put the you know her trust in the wrong people, and they she ends up getting drugged and being used as like a sex slave. Okay. So being Rambo, right. he's not just gonna chill not and be like, hey, someone that. go look for her. Right. He's gonna be like, I'm like 90 years old. I'm strolling into Mexico, and I'm gonna kill everyone after I've completely booby trapped my private property. Yeah. To where they're gonna come in, and I'm gonna kill everyone on my private property. Yeah. So. I mean, you got to watch that one, and I, I don't want to, you know, give you any spoilers, but that helped me make this pick because if I'm hiding from someone or people are coming to kill me, oh, that's a good, yeah. Okay. John Rambo is a saying. dude that knows how to booby trap shit. Right. So he could just lure people in, have them fall into these booby traps, and get killed. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to do anything. I mean, watch the newest one, and you'll understand. Like, my thinking that went behind this was solely if if I'm to be protected by these guys. Rambo is going to protect me. That's a solid pick. That's and, a really solid pick. And I don't think you can go wrong with you know John Wick or Jason Bourne. I th- I feel like Hobbs is a good pick, but I feel like he he's just muscle. You know, like he's I think he's smart, but he doesn't have like amazing gun skill. He doesn't have like that ability that just outreach and completely ruin your day. He's more yeah. of a I'm a big dude. I'm going to body you. Right. Get in fight, get in fist fights, throw people around. Right. Yeah. And, and so it becomes one of those, like, I, you know, Luke Bauer, 
okay, you're on a TV show. I just lose respect for you because you're on a TV show. You know, it might be a great TV show. I'm not bagging the TV show or the character. But come on. I was going to say, I, I, I would like to add a, a preface to this as to say neither of us have seen 24. Right. So, so, it's, so it's a biased really, opinion. It, yeah, we don't know shit about Jack Bauer. He could be a totally badass character. And I, I'm, I'm under all impressions that he is a badass character. But out of all of the characters on this list, and especially the ones that I have the most familiarity with, he is just an afterthought. Like, yeah. I, I'm not worried well, about Jack Bauer. And like John McClane, he's an NYPD officer. Again, not a guy with crazy skills or anything. Just yeah. a guy that gets himself in really shitty situations. He's just kind of a dude. And, who, and gets yeah. out of the situations. Yeah. And a lot of it, in my opinion, is he just gets lucky. Yeah. Oh, and, for sure. A lot of it's lucky. And, you know, I he, get I get their movies and everything. But get past the point of, oh, it's a movie. He's going to have to. No. Yeah. Get to the point of, all right, I'm invested in the movie like it's real life. Right. A lot of the shit he gets lucky with. Yeah. Oh, well, and John McClane is... Like he's totally admirable, and like the Die Hard franchise is a badass franchise. He's a great character, but he really is just a guy who, you know, what makes him so effective in those movies is he just never stops. Yeah, he's just relentlessly always on your ass, and it's like one of those things where if you were the bad guy in one of the Die Hard movies, you're like, is this guy really not dead yet? Like, yeah. how have we not gotten rid of him? Constantly hunting you down. So that that that's, you know, it it gives him. A lot of, I mean, how, how do I want to say this? Like, he, he he's not to be totally dismissed in this conversation, but I just think when you're dealing with the likes of, like, John Wick, Jason Bourne, Rambo. I mean, those are all guys I don't that, think that went out got, and killed, you know? Right. I and, don't think he's got the, the juice to hang with those guys. And that brings me to another point when it comes to Brian Mills from Taken. I don't want him protecting me. There's three Taken movies. It literally says in the title, Taken. That's a really good point. I mean, point. every single Taken he's movie, something gets taken. Yeah. So he's not good at protecting them. Brian now, Mills, not a great record of protecting his family. Great record. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen all three and you, you want to see the third one, I would say he's got a great record of getting them back. But Great at getting them back, it, but I don't want to get taken by right, the John whole, Wick while he's The whole point of this me, you know? is they protect you. Right. Yeah. And like, hey, man, the point's not... Wait till I get captured and then come get revenge on me. I'm going to be dead at that point. I don't give a shit. Protect me. Right. And so he, <laughs> when, I when mean, John Wick comes knocking at the door, I need your help. I guess he's good when it comes to protecting you if he's there. But if he's not around, like, you're just, you're fucked. Right. Which means, but that also comes into a reverse point. If he's coming to kill you, he's good at tracking you. So he's, he's going to find you. He's very relentless. But, yeah. so it's like, you know, catch 22. Yeah. Do I get taken? So then he kind of gets out of the situation, but then he can find me really fast. Yeah. And then he's got a unique set of skills. Exactly. So he's got the, the relentlessness of John McClane with, combined with like excellent skill set of like, right. hey, I'm, right. what, what was he like? Former CIA or something? I don't know I th- if they I ever think, really even explicitly I think go he was in the it, military. But. And then I think he, he went. It's like special ops. I think it was a special ops kind okay. of guy. I think he did. Yeah. yeah. So, so it so could have like, been CIA special ops yeah. type stuff, or it could have been military. So, like, dude knows his shit. And yeah. And he's got so, a team behind him. You right. got to remember, his friends are a yeah. solid team I was gonna say, he's behind got, him. That's why that, that first Taken movie is so great, is because it's basically like if they made a Jason Bourne movie when Jason Bourne's like, it's like 30 years in the future, Jason Bourne's right. retired. 
just kind of trying to live his life. He's out of that life now or whatever. And something happens that kind of brings him back into it. And he's got this set of skills where he's this ex ultimate badass guy. And then he's pulling on these contacts from these like government agencies, like the CIA or whatever to help him, you know, track people down. Cause that, that's what that movie's all about is like, Brian Mills is calling up his dude who he used to, you know, presumably work with in the CIA, who's right. like the guy on the computers who can track people and then, down. And then he's got a contact in France who yeah. he knows his who's daughter head was of, in France. And yeah, who's head of, you know, whatever the government agency is over in France that right. does what the CIA does, you know. Like, he's the, he knows that guy who's right. like the head of everything. So, so he, he's got his contacts. Yeah. But he still has those skills that makes him scary when he comes across to you. Right. Because he, again, fought, you know, a sex trafficking cartel or whatever you want to yeah. call them. He fought them, and he killed a lot of them. Yeah. Pretty brutally. Yeah. Also tortured people to get information. Also does not care about your feelings. Yeah. He's going to torture you. Brian Mills is a badass. Did you know they made a TV show, actually, Taken, about... Yeah, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't Yeah, I haven't it. seen it at all either, but it's supposed to be about his younger years, which I was kind of bummed about when I first heard that, because I was like, part of what's so cool about the Taken movies is you don't know his past. Right. You know, when he's like, when he answers the phone or whatever, and he's like, I have a particular set of skills. Yeah. It's terrifying because you're like, this dude's like, you know, 60 years old or whatever. Like, what has he done that is like... Or seen yeah, in his life? What has given him the ability to track me down like this? Well, then like... It's, it's all kind of shrouded in mystery, which which what makes it like so cool, which is why right. another series, the John Wick series... Part of what is so badass about the John Wick mythology is that you don't know his background. Right. Like, you didn't see what got him to the point of, like, when he walks into the Continental Hotel, everyone's like, oh, shit, that's John Wick. You I know? mean, they, they start John Wick with him being retired. Yeah, he's already done. And he's, then he's out of the life. some asshole has to come in, and you kill his dog. It's the cutest fucking puppy ever, too. Such like, an adorable dog. You know, you could have taken the car. Yeah. You could have literally done anything. In he the might world. have been all right if he just stole the car right. and left the puppy alone. Because the puppy was doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like an attack dog. And then all of a sudden, dead. Well, and, and, you know, not only was the puppy adorable and it was his puppy, but it was the puppy that his wife had sent him. Right. Knowing that she was dying from cancer or whatever it is right. that she had. And that was like... Her way of giving him something else to love once she right, was Right, because at first he didn't like stuff. the dog. Yeah. And then when his wife truly passed... Right. He and then he, became, he started kind of you know, getting used to like, oh, this is this puppy that I'm now going to love and raise and all this kind right. of stuff. And he started to care for it. And then that's when he got killed. And John Wick was like, all right, motherfuckers. Like, well, and, <laughs> and the guy that kills the puppy goes and tells his dad and was like, yeah, I did this. And his dad goes... Wait, who? <laughs> that was and, the greatest. And he goes, John Wick, and he, he freaks out. And he wants to kill his own kid. Yeah. But he's like, I got to protect my kid. And I'm like, you should have just killed your kid and saved yourself. Yeah. I mean, at I, that point, you're like, hey, I, you fucked up. You deal with it. Dude, that first movie, there's so many great parts of when they're like leading you into the story. Right after his car's been stolen, right after the dog's been killed. When he initially takes the car, he takes John Wick's car to that chop shop or whatever. And yeah, that, yeah. that guy who runs the chop shop is John Wick's like old friend. Yep. And he punches the guy, like the, the, the gangster guy's son in the face or whatever when he finds out that it's John Wick's car. And then like later there's that scene where the gangster guy calls him on the phone or whatever. He's like, I heard you punched my son. He's like, I did. And he goes, can I ask why? And he goes, well, he stole John Wick's car, sir, and he killed his dog. And the guy just goes, oh. And yeah. just hangs up he, the phone. And like, he just knows. He knew he goes, at that point he's like, I can't retaliate. Right. Like, oh, fuck. Okay. He's like, I got to try and pay him off. Yeah. Oh, the dog was priceless. Oh, you're fucked. You know, at this point in time, you should have just killed yourself because you're not you're not yeah. safe. Yeah. 
or go stand in the middle of the field just just flat and be like, listen, I should be able to see him. He can't shoot me from like six miles away. I, I should be able to see him. And it's not going to matter. Just, You're fucked. Just take it like a man. You're you, know, fucked. you killed the dude's dog. I probably would have just driven to John Wick's house and be like, I'll just make it easy on you. Yeah, I, I hey, listen, just... I'm sorry. My kid's a prick. Here he is. <laughs> Here he is. Don't kill me. If you want to kill me too, <laughs> that's your prerogative. I can't stop you. Do what you want, man. Yeah. But that so, brings me to another point with this whole thing. And, and it could be off topic, but you, like you, you said, you can't really have Maximus in here and you can't have the mountain here because you're just, you got a guy shooting a 50 cal yeah, at a guy a that has an iron sword. Yeah. Like what's that guy going to do? You know, his armor's not, they don't even know what a gun is. They don't even, yeah. They, they don't even know what guns are. They don't even know that that shit becomes invented a thousand plus yeah. years later. Right. They're just sitting there going. Like, I got I got a nice sword. Yeah, like Maximus and and the Mountain stroll in, thinking they're the big dicks on the block with their swords and stuff. <laughs> and like, then they see a guy with you know a fifty caliber sniper rifle or a shotgun. And they're like, what is this magic thing you right. have? You know, what is this alien weapon <laughs> that just sawed through my friend or whatever? So I'm sorry. What so, were you gonna say? So I was just gonna bring some more people into this. Okay. But eliminate some. So which is what keep, I did too. So, so I, you can I'm keep like sense. Maximus. You can keep the Mountain. But then what if you brought in, you know, like William Wallace? Oh, okay. What if you brought in, I can't remember his name, but from The Last Samurai. Whoever Tom Cruise plays in The yeah, Last Samurai. Yeah, okay. You know, not him having his guns, because he does have guns in that movie, yeah, but him but fighting a like a samurai. I'm like, you know, even just those four guys. And I'm sure you, know, you could bring like Robin Hood if you wanted. Well, you know who else you're forgetting too about badass sword fighters is Aragon. From Lord or of the like Rings. Aragon. Fucking I mean, you could bring in anybody from Lord of the Rings yeah. in this conversation. Yeah. Or you could just do a whole Lord of the Rings by yourself. Yeah. Be like, okay, you can't have Gandalf because he's a fucking wizard. <laughs> and that's just a cheat code. Which is what's funny. Like, you're kind of starting on that thing that we tried to do a few years back on Twitter. Remember where we had that bracket we built out yeah. of like the, the best, best sword, sword The best sword fighters, yeah. which is a cool. It's like one of these games, except for there's no one in it with guns. Right. It's, it's all just sword fighters. Yeah. It's straight swords, sword skills, man. Yeah. Say that five times fast <laughs> fucking sound like an ass and you just i mean i don't know who i would pick because like samurai swords like the katanas are so sharp and the samurais are such a deep rooted like heritage in japan yeah. that those guys have been around for thousands of years but then you have maximus who's just like the only way you kill him is by cheating right like roman roman empire general who's right. been in the field s cutting people's heads off stabbing them all that kind of and shit and then you have william wallace who's trying to lead a bunch of scotsmen yeah, against to their freedom the king of england yeah and you know that's back when england was that ruled the world basically. ruled the world or started to rule the world and you could have like robin hood who goes against the king but Robin Hood's more of like a sneaky guy. He doesn't yeah. necessarily like have those like sword fighting and wasn't, skills. He kind of more known for like bow and arrow yeah. stuff. He's he's more of but like I mean a he marksman. used a sword, but he's not. He doesn't have that, you know, asset of oh drop the sword, let me pull out my yeah or my drop the bow, let me pull out my sword and just. I personally think Robin Hood would get his ass handed to him in a, in in a fight with any it, of these dudes. Yeah, unless he was allowed his bow and arrow. But even yeah. then, you can be like, yo, Legolas, take him out. Yeah. And then Legolas, just from the top of a damn elephant, takes him out. Yeah. And you're like, all right, well, dope. 
Dude, speaking of God, we're talking about Lord of the Rings characters. Those movies are excellent. They're all on HBO Max now, and I want to go just binge watch all of them. They're just, I haven't seen them in a few years, but they're so good. You can't go wrong with Lord of the Rings. Lord, it's so good. You can't go wrong with The Hobbit. Yeah. I like The Hobbit because they did such a good job of playing that whole series out. Yeah. But what I don't like about it is, like, the Lonely Mountain disappears in Lord of the Rings. You know, the mountain just, did it just blow up? Like, I know I didn't read the books. So this is purely based on the movies. I haven't read the books either. I would love to, but I haven't read them. So did the Lonely Mountain just disappear? Or are, did we, like, move Middle Earths? Like, I don't, I don't know. You know, it, it, it brought in more questions to me. It's like, well, where's all this other shit? Yeah. I think a lot of what Lord people of complained about with the Hobbit movies is this, the use of CGI. Yeah. Because they didn't use near as much CGI in the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. And all those action scenes look a lot cooler. Yeah, There's one thing that... Throughout, you know, movie buffs who will go back and watch movies that have been made in the past and compare them to movies that are made now and stuff. I think one of the things that most people can agree upon is using practical effects more often than not versus using CGI more often than not always looks better because the CGI just inevitably doesn't hold up as well most of the time moving forward because just technology just advances too fast. Like the most amazing looking CGI looks like shit most of the time 10 20 years later versus like you watch jurassic park jurassic park came out in 1993 right. most of that was practical effects and animatronics it looks amazing still well, and you can make the argument with like star wars yeah you know all you know nine of those movies came out in different decades yeah you got the 70s which let's not downplay the fact that those movies were made in the you know later 70s but they were made in the 70s. Yeah. So for their time, they looked For their incredible. time, they were groundbreaking, yeah, groundbreaking movies with CGI. And, and that CGI is CGI that a bunch of dudes around a table were hand-moving shit with right. the background. Right. Or making like shit with Like those scenes clay, where the like, Death Star got blown up and stuff. If you ever see the behind the scenes yeah. of how they did that. It's yeah. like literally just its little model. And then it just gets blown and up. And them like, you know, having like a... Some guy just holding like a a ship on a stick or whatever yeah. and he's like moving it in front and they make these little mini explosions and they have like a background for their right. special effects it, it took so much it work. looks hilarious and i'm not saying cgi now doesn't take work because but but you look at the the you know the one two and three of star wars the cgi the prequels. and that's it's not terrible it's it's considerably it's, better yeah. you know and and what those were made i think phantom menace came out in like 99 or something yeah like that. it was like late 90s and then through the early through 2000s because i think yeah. uh the the um, Sith. Why can't I think about Revenge it? Of the, the Revenge Sith. of the Sith. I want to say the Return of the Smith, but it's the Sith. <laughs> Holy shit! Words. They're hard. Stay in school, kids. But you look at those, and I think that came out in two thousand five. And and those weren't bad movies. Yeah, like, no. Though I mean, they, the acting might have been. They bad. get a lot of flack. I think this the the scripts were not as right. as good as they could have been. And but I still love them. I mean, you know me. I'm a Star Wars guy, yeah. and I'll. It, give me any amount of Star Wars I'm in for it. So I think the originals are better movies, yeah. but then those prequels look better. I think the prequels, you know? in my opinion, look the best. Yeah, I think, they look really good. I think the, the most recent three, I like the Return, uh, or, uh, you know, The Rise of Skywalker, um, Force Awakens, The Force Awakens, Jedi. and The Last yeah. Jedi, I feel like they overdid CGI. It, it just yeah. looks too fake in some 
some things. And which I'm is, like, yeah, it goes back to what I was saying of like, that's what everyone's main gripe was with those Hobbit movies, which I loved. Right. But everyone was just like, they're really overdoing it with the CGI. And it, especially when you, and that's another series where the originals did not use a ton of CGI. Right. So then the new ones, if they're using a lot of CGI, you got these fans who are fans of the original films and they're like, what is all this CGI? Like, it doesn't like, it, it throws it, is, it, it off. looks it, yeah it ends up looking kind of cheesy in some parts you know and you're in your it's same with Star Wars if you're comparing that to the original trilogy where they use all these practical effects and stuff you're like it just doesn't look as good no. and and what i always hate is like a movie like Rise of Skywalker will come out and it might look amazing in 2019 but what happens when we see that movie in 2050 right you know what's it going to look like is it going to hold up as well as A New Hope does today? Because you can still watch A New Hope and like, while you look at it and you're like, wow, this is kind of cheesy for what we have now, it still holds up really well. Like, it looks well, good for what they had And I think you always have to look at when it was, you know, first produced. You have to think, going back to the 70s, and now people in 2050 that weren't around now are not going to have a clue what happened in the 70s. Yeah. They're going to sit here and be like, well... I don't know what happened in the 70s. Why didn't they have this? It's like, this is the 70s. Like, come on. They just didn't have it. You know, we were born in the 90s. And, but I, the movie with CGI that I focus on the most, and I feel like you can't compare it to any movie, is Avatar. Yeah. That shit took 10 years to make. So in the 10 years that it took to make, the CGI changed every year. Uh But that movie was flawless. And they're still making the sequel. Yeah. Sequels. Sequ- yeah. He's planning like five. Right. So he better, he better like have all five completed. Otherwise, we're going to be dead. Yeah. And he's going to be dead by the time that the fifth one's supposed to be released. That's a really bizarre story because that first one, like you said, took like a decade to make or whatever. It came out in 08. Yeah. And it's Phenomenal 2020. Movie, we still haven't seen the sequel. He's supposedly been working on them since that first one came right. out. Here it is 12 years later. Still no Avatar 2. And yet he keeps saying... Oh, no, not only am I planning Avatar 2, but I'm planning Avatar 3, 4, 5. It's like, that's a pretty so, massive undertaking there, James Cameron. But I guess if anyone can pull it off, it's James Cameron. That guy's made the biggest right, blockbuster movie. Right, but then in, in your head you go, at what point did we go too far? Like, I mean, that movie, for when it came out, could you imagine if that came out now with 4K, like oh the God, Ultra HD amazing. and everything we Which have? Which I'm sure they probably re-release it every once in a while for new like, Right, 4K they update stuff. it. But I'm just, I'm just saying TV that movie when it was released was the movie of all movies in my opinion. It was one of the most visually stunning movies ever created. Still it, is. Right, Still and is. I'm not saying like it's the greatest movie ever, but like you said, it's one of the most visually stunning movies yeah. that it's like you still watch it and you're like, yeah. how... like. I can't find a flaw in that movie. There's no like little blips where I'm like, holy shit, that's so fake. Yeah. Everything just looks natural. Yeah. And I know it's not. And, and the entire world is CGI. It's right. not like a lot of movies where the Marvel movies, you have most of the world where they're shooting these scenes and it's in real world locations with right. real stuff. And then there's some CGI going on. It's like the entire world of Avatar is right. CGI. <laughs> Everything. Everything you're seeing is green screen. Like, Besides maybe when they're in, like, their little, you know, container. Yeah. Outside of that, though, like, the entire world yeah. is, it's fake. Yeah. Which it doesn't look fake at it, all. It looks incredible. Every amount of detail put in that movie was just, I mean, I can sit there and watch it. It's so long, but it's I could really watch long. it. Because I watched, it was, it was a new World War II movie. 
with about like a battleship. I can't remember what Midway? it's called. No, uh, I'll have to look it up. But the CGI in this was so bad. Was it called Battleship? No, I, I don't. Okay, I wasn't a. I was a big fan of Battleship when they fight the, the aliens. The movie? When they fight the aliens? Yeah. I like that movie. I fucking hated that movie. I thought it was that a good movie. That not good, dude. I wanted to like that movie. And I, I can't remember who the lead guy was, but it had like Rihanna in it and stuff. And it was um, just not a good movie. It was the guy from I, fr- the Friday Night Lights, the series. Oh, yeah. The yeah, yeah, running yeah. back or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah. He was the lead guy. Which I like him, but I just can't get on board with that movie. It comes on uh, TNT all the time. It'll be on TV. And I'll... I'll be scrolling through, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll watch Battleship, and I'll watch it for five minutes. So I'm like, I don't know why I clicked on this. It's not very good. Yeah, I'm trying to find... We got really sidetracked. Is we were it... from our little pick two, the rest are coming to kill you game. <laughs> I think we answered everything. Now I'm trying to figure out what this damn movie was. Because... World War II movie with a battleship? Yeah, and it, it was... The CGI was so bad that, like... It was hard to finish. Yeah, and, I, and that's what happens. Is, and I'm not one to back out on World War II shit. I'm a right. history nerd when yeah. it comes to World War II. Especially World War II stuff, yeah. I will watch Band of Brothers in the Pacific every week, <laughs> fully through, all ten episodes. Which, by the way, I have officially begun Band of Brothers, and I'm now, I think I only have four episodes left. And it's fucking phenomenal. It's amazing. I, I know I'm an asshole because you told me to watch it like for the past... Like seven years ago. <laughs> Like seven years. Probably 19 years, because I'm pretty sure it was released in like 2001. That, it shows old. Yeah, it's been out for a long time. So and it's phenomenal. You've been telling me to watch it, and I have always known I was going to love the show if I started it. And I just have been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. I finally started it. I'm, I think, six episodes in, and it's ten episodes long. Mm-hmm. It's tremendous. It's tremendous. So, great recommendation. It's... <laughs> I'm finally coming around to your recommendation. I... Oh, man... That show is just... So, you know which... which uh, if you want to dive into some Band of Brothers stuff, you know which episode I just watched? So, if you're on... What, you have four left, so you just finished six. Yeah. Which is... They should just be getting ready to head to the Battle of the Bulge, right? Or they... So, I just saw that one. Okay. So, it was at, at Bastogne, right? Okay, yeah. Where, so they were, where they were in the forest. They were free... Everyone's yeah, freezing, I, and they're... They have low, they're low on ammo, they're low on supplies, low on food, all that kind of stuff. And then that, that one episode is all centered around the medic, the yeah. army medic. And he keeps taking wounded Eugene. back into town. And then he ends up forming like that kind of bond and relationship with that female nurse in the little in like the hospital in the ramshackle hospital yeah. they've set up and all that kind of stuff. Tremendous show, dude. It's dude, great. I love it. Phenomenal. It's, it's like, and I always knew I was going to be interested in it because I loved Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan is one of my favorite movies ever. It's a masterful movie. Yeah. And seeing Band of Brothers and seeing that Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks were involved with producing that show, I was like, I have to watch this. And essentially what it is, is Saving Private Ryan told over the course of 10 hours instead of two and a half hours. Right. And it's, it's amazing. It's one of those things that it's... The thing that brings it so much like deeper for me is the fact that they literally have those guys that survived everything. You know, you have major winners. You have, you know, Sergeant Malarkey. You have all of those guys that survived the war. You know, Babe Heffron. You know, even Bill Garnier. They have all those guys in real life interviews. That's what I was going to, I wanted to talk to you about that because I, w- when they start each episode, it starts with these interviews with these old right. guys and they're 
you know, for right off the bat, you're like, okay, these must be veterans talking about their experiences during the war. And then you start realizing, oh shit, I'm hearing from the actual guys who I'm watching being portrayed right. in this show. And so I think I saw that it was based on a book, I guess. And yeah, I, I don't I know who wrote it, but, last, um, you know, all of it these was guys Lipton. are, it's Carwood Lipton, the and which first sergeant. So he's Donnie Wahlberg. Okay. Okay. So, so he's, he's the guy who wrote it, right? Because he okay. narrates. Like, if you if you really kind of pay attention to it, he kind of narrates the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah. It, it's okay. kind of like a. I mean, they follow like Captain Winter, or I guess Lieutenant Winters to Captain Winter. They kind of follow him because yeah. he's you know kind of a I main like that character. Guy a lot. But Lipton is you know, when they're in the church and Captain Spears is like, oh, they've always had a commanding officer, and he goes, you know what, like kind of playing it off. And he goes, you first sergeant. And I'm like, dude, this is all literally about him and yeah. how he kept that whole entire easy company together. Yeah. And, and it kind of just like, I don't know. I've watched it so many times that. You clearly know a lot about it. I right? could hear it playing in the background right now. And I could be like, oh, this is where they're at. Yeah. You know, this is what's happening. I'm, I'm super excited that I'm watching it because I'm, I'm, and I want to, when I finish it, I want to talk to you about the whole thing too. And we can talk about like some of the stuff I've seen already, but. I, I really, really like what they built into the show so much and what, what makes it so captivating is not just the battle sequences, which are just stunning. Yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal. It's amazing. And especially for a show like that that was made 20 years ago. Right. But just how they built the story around the bonds that are formed between these guys in battle. And, that you know, I, I love sort of the... And it's something that you and I have experienced on a very, very minuscule level being on like a football team, being, right. being a part of something like that, where it's a bunch of guys going through, facing some adversity and having to come through, you know, band together and fight through some adversity and come out the other side and accomplish right. their goal. Except for obviously with the highest stakes possible. When right. You're dealing you, with you, war you live or you die. Two. Yeah. So what's so fascinating is watching easy company and watching the guys who naturally emerge as leaders like this right. winters guy who is just there's some people that when they're thrown into that chaotic situation they're able to just rise to the occasion they're level-headed they're like here's our goal we have to accomplish it they're able to which is something that's totally intangible to right. to look at guys in the face and like some guy who's losing his shit like snap at him and be like hey Look at me in the eyes. Here's what we need to do, and like rally the troops. Right, and, and I lead love them watching into that stuff. a battle because yeah. you you have you have all the different personalities on on a platoon like that or whatever. Same thing like you do on a football team. You have the quiet guys who will show up, get their job done. You have the guys that are loud mouths, but then when it comes down to it, the bullets start flying. They cower. Right, and then you have the guys who are like that Captain Winters guy who is just like not only a fantastic leader but just a phenomenal soldier. Right. And right. a tactician. Literally and like, perfect clearly, for what he had to do. Yeah, clearly that guy is just tremendous at accomplishing his task. He's just... And I love how they've built into this whole thing, the camaraderie of all of the soldiers and the shit they have to go through. And, you know, it's, it's funny, like, when they're making their way to Europe to get into this battle a after they've left the United States when they were doing all their training mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, you know the guys will get into these arguments and these little mini skirmishes and fights over, you know, the Italian guy talking shit to the Irish guy or the Jewish guy or whatever. Right. But then when they get over there and they get dropped into battle and then it becomes us versus the Germans, 
all of them are, you know, immediately have each other's backs. We're right. all on the same side. Hey, became, we got to get through this and stop this evil yeah. from spreading, you know? Yeah, I yeah. love it, dude. It's great. I mean, when you're done, we'll have to do, we'll have to talk about it. Because we could I, do a whole Band of Brothers I episode. I could literally sure. talk for hours on this. And then I could dive into the Pacific, which you'll have to watch. It's not going to be as captivating. I was going to say, do you recommend that one? So I recommend it because I love World War II. Yeah. Okay. So it's fun. I, okay, I don't want to say fun because war isn't fun. Right. Wars. So coming from like a theatrical standpoint, I think it's a great show. I think what happens in it, you know, it, it's, we hear about what happens over in Europe. You know, we learned about that. We didn't necessarily, like, we heard about Pearl Harbor, but we didn't really hear about Guadalcanal. You didn't hear about the Solomon Islands and, you know, Okinawa. I mean, yeah, we heard about some stuff that happened there. We heard about some stuff that happened, you know, on those little desolate islands. So it's nice to kind of get, it doesn't follow the same group. It kind of jumps around between different groups. But it's just, it gives you that perspective of, what happened on one side of the world with Band of Brothers in in the European theater of war and then the Pacific, which was in the yeah. Pacific theater of war. you have these two different fronts, basically. Right, and, and to watch them in the same time frame, wars fought completely different on one end than on the other end. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. you know, in, in that second episode, like you said, when they're traveling across the Atlantic to go to Europe, there's like, oh, some dude's down, you know, banging broads on an island. Yeah. And then you watch Pacific and you go, holy shit, I think I would have rather been in the cold in Bastogne. Yeah. But then you have the guys in Bastogne going, I think I'd rather be in the six inches of water constantly yeah. in, you know, the Pacific. So it becomes one of those, you get perspectives of uh, the war in Pacific was its own animal. Yeah. And the war in, in Europe was its own animal. So I recommend it. I think it's a great, you know, same shit. Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks, I believe both. Okay. Still. So they're involved in the other yeah. one too. Okay. And... I, I just think I think it's great. You know, I don't think it's as good as Band of Brothers just because yeah. I like following the same group through all of it. Yeah. But I think it's great because it shows you the other side of the world. I'm going to I'm going to check that one out when I'm done with Band of Brothers cuz I'm loving Band of Brothers so far. Yeah. It's it's tremendous. I mean, it's phenomenal. It, it's I would recommend it to anybody that likes World War II and I always recommend it. But like I said, some people I recommend, you know, to have them watch it first because Band of Brothers is just so captivating and like the story behind it is so strong that you go to the Pacific and you're like, well, it, it's, it's good. I get the point, but I don't get the same feeling that I do when I followed Easy Company. Right. So, okay, I'm, I'm looking up here on IMDb real quick just to see what these two have as ratings. Because Band of Brothers, I'm not sure how, how familiar you are with the IMDb ratings and all that kind of stuff or how often you spend time on here. Nah, but I rate my own movies. <laughs> it has a 9.4 out of 10 okay. for the entire series, for a 10-episode series. That's really good. And then let's see what the Pacific has. When I see Rotten Tomatoes, which is clearly the best, is 94%. <laughs> so the Pacific has an 8.3 out of 10 compared to the, what did I say? 9.4. 9.4. So I think a lot of people, it seems like most people agree with you. There's a consensus that Band of Brothers is better than the Pacific. But I think I'm still going to check out the Pacific as well. Dude, you know what's one of the craziest things that I've noticed about Band of Brothers is the cast. Like the extensive cast that's in this show of guys who were at the very beginning of their Hollywood careers. Dude, in the, um, I think it's the 
it might be the Bastogne episode or the one right before that. It's when they're first showing up there and they're realizing that they have like zero supplies, basically. The guy who comes rolling up on one of those little jeeps with like he's Jimmy hauling Fallon. supply. It's Jimmy Fallon. Yep. I would like he first pulls up and I'm like, is that Jimmy Fallon? And then sure enough, they give him a little bit more screen time. Like he's only on screen for five minutes or something. Yep. And I'm like, that's Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. From and when did this this show came out? When was this? I think it Band of Brothers. Two thousand one. Yep, two thousand one. So that's Jimmy Fallon from nineteen years ago. It was just really trippy to see. And they have Well and, and you know, Lieutenant Winners is the guy from what isn't it House? Well he actually so that that's Damian Lewis and he went to star in uh the show on I think it's Showtime called Billions. He's like the main star of Billions and he's also in some other stuff too. I, I thought he did one on um I thought he did one on on TV, too. I thought it we'll, was... Uh, we'll double-check it right now. I'll let you know what you're thinking of. Oh, Homeland. He's in Homeland. Homeland. I, I knew it was like... He, yeah, he's, he's been like the star house. or like one of the stars in two gigantic shows because I think Billions and Homeland are super popular. Um, but, dude, in Band of Brothers, um, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender are both in that show. And then... Mm-hmm. You James know, McAvoy has James in and out, dude. James, yeah, in and out. But James McAvoy later goes on to play, obviously, Professor Xavier in yep. the X Men movies, and he's a gigantic movie star, tremendous actor. Wanted and and Fassbender played Magneto in the X Men yep. movies, and also a tremendous actor. Like, just in the, they have these tiny, tiny roles in Band of Brothers. You know, like the the main series is not on the shoulders of these guys who are later, you know, if you fast forward 15 years later, are gigantic movie stars. Right, well, I mean, you have, like, Scott Grimes, who played Malarkey. You know, he was in ER as a nurse. Yeah. Or, yeah, I think he was a nurse in that show or a doctor. My mom used to watch it all the time. But then, you know, like you said, there's so many people that just play small roles that then all of a sudden are just... Yeah. I mean, you know, their, their careers either took off or even if their career had taken off before this, I mean... If I was an actor, if I had an opportunity to be in a film like this or a show like this, even if I was the Jimmy Fallon role where I show up for five minutes, from my from from my perspective, I could be a part of a historical moment in film because, in my opinion, you know, I love war movies because I think it shows the true patriots of this country, and I love when they highlight that. And and so for me to play someone that had an important role not only on American history but on world history, and especially I couldn't pass it up. Yeah, a real person. Which right. is like all this stuff. These are real guys. It's not like this is a right, it's fictional not like I'm story. In to play Han Solo. Some, right. Yeah. You know. Or it's not like some fictional uh, company of men just placed within the context of a real. Right. Event, it's not like know? a battleship movie where yeah. you have a realistic idea of you know this these war games that go on, and but then you have aliens that come in, yeah, yeah. and you have one battleship left to save the world. Here, you want me to tell you what the battleship movie has? It's not great. I mean, I think movies are hard. Yeah, Brooklyn Decker. Oh, 5.8 out of 10. Hey. So not it's, great. It's, it's, not, it's over 50%, right? It's over 50%. It's not terrible, but in my opinion, that movie's pretty garbage. And it's kind of funny. So what I was just going to say is Brooklyn Decker's in that movie, too, on top of Rihanna. Mm-hmm. A couple of weird And castings. Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the admiral. In that too. He's the admiral. So, like, you got some pretty good actors in there because him and Taylor Kurtz are, like, you know... Pretty decent actors, but that movie's just not good. Ironically enough, too, it's directed by Peter Berg, who has done a bunch of fantastic movies. He did uh, Deepwater Horizon, dude, which Deepwater is Horizon, amazing. Phenomenal. 
Amazing. Phenomenal. And, just... and people bag that movie, though, because they're like, oh, there's no storyline. I'm like, you're stupid. Like, I got to call you stupid. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I, I know I it's not nice, that. but so this here, is literally based on a true story. Let me just rattle off a few that he's done that are fucking amazing. So, Patriot's Day, which have you seen that about the Boston Marathon bombing? I haven't seen that yet with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Great movie. I haven't seen it yet. Deepwater Horizon, which I think out of... He's made quite a few movies with Mark Wahlberg. I think out of the, all the movies he's made with Mark Wahlberg, Deepwater Horizon's the best one. It's, it's amazing. And, and, dude, it's so funny. Every time it's on TV... Taya and I will watch it like it's the first time we've ever seen that movie. Well, dude, I remember, when, I remember when we went and saw that movie. And, yeah, we saw and it we, we walked out and we were both like... And I was not expecting that movie to be that good. Remember I said that to yeah. you when we left? I was like, this movie is amazing. I was not expecting that movie to I, be that good. I mean, the thing that like, you know, we all knew the story going into the movie. So that's where I was kind of like, I, I might be, I don't want to be disappointed. I know what happens, you know, like don't, don't bullshit us. And they literally hit everything. And I'm like, well, this movie was great. It's great. Everything that happened in this movie was great. So he did. It's kind of funny. So he did those two. Um, he directed a few episodes of Ballers, the, the TV show on HBO, um, and some which of I've the leftovers, which is anything. a really good show. And he also did so that Battleship movie, which I think is not very good. He directed some episodes of Friday Night Lights, the TV show. He also did Hancock, directed that movie, and Friday Night Lights, the movie. So out of like the movies he's directed, and he did the rundown with The Rock and uh, was his name Sean William Scott or whatever. That movie's great. Uh, Friday Night Lights is my favorite, personally my favorite sports movie of all time. Hancock's a good movie, and then you got Patriots Day and Deepwater Horizon are both really good. But then he has this one like for me, Battleship's kind of a weird stain on that whole resume. I'm like out of all these fantastic movies that I love watching, I'm like that movie's just not very. Good. I feel like it had a lot of potential. It did for sure, and and it had the cast for a lot of potential. I just it's one of those movies that you know I'm not gonna preach by it or any by any means, but I kind of find it a little entertaining. Of you know I really like I think that the that really captivated me with that is the veterans that come on and the Missouri. That they pull out oh, of time. Yeah, and just, yeah. I think that's what really got me into that movie was just, it's like, those are the old school, like, fuck yeah, America. Yeah. And, and you know, you know me, I'm such a, you know, fuck yeah, America person yeah. that that was just like. You're talking about at Ugh. the end when they come in and it's all the World War II vets that they have yeah, to help on, them on the battleship Missouri. That, that, that battleship that's just been like a prop, basically. Yeah. And for, then they save the world and I'm like, yeah. you know, flexing <laughs> in my chair. I'm like, you know, I, I wasted the hour and a half before this. But this part just got me out of my chair. And, and it's, it's shot well, and it's got cool effects and stuff, and it's got good action. It's just kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of cheesy. It's just, it, it, I don't it, think it's a very good movie. It is a cheesy movie, but... But, you know, those movies also serve their purpose. There's plenty of movies that are not very good movies that I will watch over and over and over, because they're entertaining. I mean, I watch movies over and over and over, but I'm not going to get into that because... Harry Potter's a whole <laughs> nother discussion, if you know what I'm talking about. We Do you realize how far we have strayed from our initial topic of conversation for this? Yeah, okay, so let's go back to our Because you said twos. you pulled up a couple of the other ones that were... So right. we had the action movie stars. So the action movies. And then and there then were some other ones. Here's an... You do, know, do you want... Sorry, before we veer off to other stuff that's not action movie stars, do you want to hear what I came up with? Yeah, for, let's, for, let's hear your... It's hear just spinoffs of the game. So... I don't know if this changes your selections at all for your two guys, but I, I took out AJ Soprano and mm -hmm. Upham from Saving Private yeah, Ryan, and I replaced guy. them with Ethan Hunt from the Mission Impossible franchise okay. and James Bond. 
Because we're doing an action movie star like list of characters for the pick two to defend you and pick the rest, or the rest are going to come kill you. Those two have to be in the conversation. Those I are two. Mean, Mission Impossible and James Bond are two of the biggest like spy movie action movie franchises yeah. in the history of Hollywood. By the way, I, and I just watched. Uh, the Mission Impossible franchise is fresh in my head because I just rewatched the newest one, Fallout, which I don't know if you've seen. Is I haven't seen it. Excellent. They just keep getting better. See, so I'm not the biggest fan of Mission Impossible. Okay. You know, so have you I'll, seen all of them? Or I don't um, think I've seen all of them. No. Okay. So I, I would highly recommend going back and watching. The first two are all right, but they just kind of, they start the franchise and stuff. But in my opinion. Three is really good, and then four, five, and six keep getting better, dude. Right. They're so good. You well, should really check them out. They're so, great. So adding in James Bond there, yeah. The dude is, I mean, multiple dudes. We, we got to be honest. Right. We, we got to play it the way it's truly played. Yeah, he's just the baddest agent in the UK. Yeah. So it's the character of 007. The, the character it's, it's of not 007. necessarily Daniel Craig. Is it? I mean, he's insane. Do we have all the tools? Because he gets aided a lot. Oh, in for sure. Movies. Talk about having help and like so a it, whole network of people giving you stuff. Right. So, so if he succeed. doesn't have what is it, MI6? Yeah. Is, so if he MI6 doesn't have MI6, if it's just James Bond, he, yeah, he's got great skills. Dude's gonna be you know athletic as fuck. He can shoot straight. Great you know, hand-to-hand combat. Great hand-to-hand. But without all these tools, does he really? serve that much of a purpose for me in protecting me. Yeah, he might be great at trying to find me because like, you know, he's a special agent. He's good at tracking down bad guys. But if he doesn't have all these tools and, and shit to go with him, like you can't drive your car off a bridge and into the the ocean and all of a sudden you pop up in Spain out of your submarine that was your car, <laughs> you know, it limits him in my opinion. I, I mean, it's a fair criticism. I think... I don't think having James Bond and Ethan Hunt in the conversation changes my selections. I still think I'm going with John Wick and Jason Bourne. But if you were going to rank these guys, James Bond and Ethan Hunt have to be at the top, like top five or six of this ranking. Oh, easy. And, And talk about relentlessness. Ethan Hunt, see, this is why you need to go watch some of the newest Mission Impossible movies too. The relentlessness of Ethan Hunt. The guy can do anything. And he literally works for, it's kind of cheesy, but he works for the IMF, which stands for the Impossible Missions Force. So it's literally like the most impossible missions that no other government agency can accomplish. They get Ethan Hunt and his team from the IMF to go do. So dude can get in and out of anywhere. He's excellent hand-to-hand combat. He's got incredible, like... In terms of just grand skills of just being able to hop onto a helicopter and kill the pilot and then fly the helicopter to go do whatever he needs to do or operate the boat or skydive out of some plane from 30,000 feet in the air. Whatever he needs to do, he's going to get it done. Like, I think it should not be understated how much of a badass Ethan right. Hunt is. So it would be a serious problem if that guy was after you too. But you got to, like, I feel like we focus so much on individual characters sometimes, and we might have done this, you know, I might have already forgot what we all said. But if we focus too much on the individual character, we might forget that, you know what, there's 12 dudes. We have 10 dudes coming after us, or females. We have 10 people coming after us with two to protect us. So if the two we pick to protect us aren't good at protecting something... Yeah. 
if they're if, I mean, no matter how yeah. good the other ten are coming at you, like those ten guys or girls or whoever they are are gonna just slaughter you. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point to raise because you need to look at the skills that that individual character has, which is kind of why going back to why I would pick Jason Bourne to be in my mix is I'm like. That guy can take me and just disappear somewhere in the world, and it's going to be really hard to track us down because that's what he's really good at. So in terms of like protecting an asset, right. that's a very valuable skill versus like someone like maybe John Wick is more of an offensive weapon. You know right. what I mean? Less of a defensive guy and more of an offensive weapon. And, and it comes down to, to sometimes the best defense is a good offense. Yeah. You know? and But that's where I go the opposite way, you know, with – you know, I guess it's not the opposite way. John Rambo for me is the same as as Bourne. The dude just lures people in though, and, yeah. and he doesn't run. He's not like I'm gonna run. He's like I'm gonna run, but you're gonna know where I am. I think that's. But can you find me? That's low key. Rambo's greatest asset is his defensive abilities yeah. of like being able to just disappear into the woods somewhere and set up booby traps and lure enemies in, and then just. He's like a shadow, though. You yeah. you see him, and you start shooting, and all of a sudden, he's on this. Like, right. I mean, the way he just... It's just one of those things. You're like, yeah, I'm in the forest. Like, yeah. oh, there's a tree there. I see him. And then all of a sudden, he's behind you because there's a tunnel underneath you that yeah. you dug and jumped up out of. Or you walked into a string, and you got wooden spikes come fly you, yeah. like flying through your back. Yeah. And then you're so, screaming. I think it's safe to say... Including James Bond and Ethan Hunt in the conversation does not change either of our two picks, right? No. Yeah, and I just wanted to throw them in there because I felt like now, if there were two movie characters that deserved to be in the conversation, it's those two. Now, replacing Upum and Soprano with those two guys, it brings the offense that's coming at you to a point where uh, you're like, yeah. listen, if I don't have my own skills, like, these two guys are fucked. Yeah. Like, you know, John Wick by himself against them? He, he, okay, John Wick could probably handle probably half of them. Let's, yeah. be, let's be honest. John Wick might not get as lucky as we think yeah. against those guys. So then it's like me and another dude against five other people, and those guys probably got a lot more got a lot of of firepower against me than you know. So Rambo and I are off into the woods or at a house that he booby trapped the shit out of, and it's like okay, you better get like three at least. Yeah, let's even this up because now you got Hobbs, Jason Bourne, Brian Mills, all of them are coming into the woods after you, coming after you. So it's like we better get two. And I mean, when I when I say get to not injure, like they better be dead so that it's a two v two, and yeah. we just got to get each other's trades. Yeah. And Here, here's here's a, here's an interesting question for you. You've picked your two guys, so you had who was it? It was Rambo. And I had John Rambo Wick. and John Wick. Okay. Say they've killed everyone but like a couple guys. What sort of odds do you give yourself going up against anyone on this list? I like to think that I'm a straight shooter. But I've never been in action yeah. or, like, you know, combat. So, I mean, if if I see them and I got a straight line of fire and, and I can shoot first, I feel good because in the movies, everybody misses them. Yeah. I might be shaken, so I might miss my first couple shots. I give myself a good chance, but as soon as... That's it, if you have a gun. If, that, say you don't have a gun. Say, if, oh, if I don't have a gun, you're going to find me, you know, jumping off a building or something, being like, shoot me out of the air, like... I think if it's hand-to-hand combat versus any of these guys, it's over. You're fucked. No, the only way you win hand-to-hand combat is if you get the lucky strike and you, like, knock them out. Yeah. And then you can choke them. If I was but, able to, like, pick up a heavy-ass cast-iron skillet and fucking right. hit him in the head or something and knock but him out. But you got to hit him the first time. Right. And you got to hit him right. Yeah, you got to be incredibly lucky. You know, you follow through with the cast-iron skillet. If you miss, 
not only are you becoming vulnerable, but you're like, and they'll probably any of these guys will probably take that and then use it against you too, and then right. just beat you to death with your own skill. And then <laughs> you, you know you're up in heaven, or you're down in hell, and you're looking at Earth, and you're going, "Holy shit, I just got my ass beat in by with an my skillet. own skillet." Yeah, I didn't even get a cooking egg in that this morning. Here's, I just got beat by it. Here's an idea for you. So I was telling you, Taya and I were talking about an all-female list of action movie okay. stars. And what I tried to do when I was building this list is limit it to people who are just humans. So you can't have Wonder Woman in it right. or like Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. She's an alien. That's a badass action star, but she's not a, just a she regular human. You, yeah, because right. this whole list is just basically regular guys. Right. So <laughs> Regular guys that... With a particular set of skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, okay, the female list as just something quick that I came up with. I had I obviously kept the bride from Barstool's original mm-hmm. lists from Kill Bill. Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games. Black Widow from the Marvel movies. Sarah Connor from the Terminator series, one of the like original right. OG badass female action stars. Charlize Theron's character from the new Mad Max movie, Mad Max Fury Road. Do you remember her? Yeah. Great. Fucking savage. Ellen Ripley from the Alien movies, also one of the OG action also movie stars, females. Ridiculous. Savage. Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Remember you her? <laughs> fucking. They're coming out with a new movie, aren't they? Isn't there I think a new so. one coming out this there, year? There was one they or made supposed to come out just a year? couple years ago with a, with a new chick, and I think they're making a sequel to that one. I haven't seen it. I, but I've seen, I haven't seen the new one. I've either. seen the. Um, shit, who is it? Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Laura the Croft original. movies. I've seen, the, I've seen those first two, but. And then the last one I had on the list was just Michelle Rodriguez's character from the Fast and Furious franchise. I forget what her name is. Uh, uh, it's not important. <laughs> anyway. For this segment, we can forget about it. Do you it. want to look at the list while you're so, trying to decide? So, in terms of protecting me, Katniss Everdeen, 100%. Okay. That bitch has survival skills that I've never seen before. It's a good point. Because she survived she the Hunger Games, what, like two times and then... And then let a rebellion, let a rebellion, the an uprising, yeah, against this oppressive government, yeah. So I mean, it's a good pick. I'm gonna be like, hey, let's go disappear into the mountains, and then everyone's fucked. And we'll just go perch on top of a mountain, unless we got like airstrikes coming in, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. but it's just it's it's these other people coming after you. It's so, these other chicks. So you got I think Katniss, Katniss and Everdeen, else? and I mean, dude, if you don't pick the Black Widow, like, that's a god. It's hard to pass I mean, her up. she's literally a born killer. Like yeah. she was literally to be a born killer, like raised by go- the Russians to be a secret agent spy killing machine. Yeah, not even like I'm gonna spy on you, but like, oh yeah, you did something bad. Like you're dead. Yeah, and without hesitation. So I think looking at this list, I'm, I'm gonna just start eliminating characters that I don't think I would want at all. Michelle Rodriguez from Fast and Furious. I, don't I mean, she's a badass. Don't get me wrong. She's a badass, but, but your services are not required for this mission. I don't Sorry. need a driver. Yeah. Laura Croft, like, cool archaeologist. She's basically the female Indiana Jones. I, I don't. Your services are not required. Sorry. Ellen Ripley from Alien. While she's a savage, unless you have one of those big mech suits, in, right, like from the spaceship shit. or whatever, you're not helping me. So Furiosa from Mad Max, I, got, I really got to think about. It's a badass character. And, okay, so I, I, the list up from here is a hard decision. So you go Furiosa from Mad Max, Sarah Connor from Terminator. Dude, what a badass. Yeah. Black Widow, Katniss Everdeen, and The Bride. 
I feel like the out easiest of those one five, to kick out of there would be The Bride. You think so? I think so. Dude, I, the Kill Bill movies, she kills so many people. I know, but how many of those people were like... Dude, what about that one? It's I think it's the end of the first one where she kills the crazy 88, right? Like that group yeah. of ninja warriors and it's there's 88 of them. She kills all of them yeah, in that room like, by herself but with a in, fucking sword. She's in a room. So, so she's got them all coming. Okay. Would, do you want her coming after you? Do you want to be she Bill in this situation? Because Katniss got me protected. We're, we're, I'm, I'm a tree branch. All I'm, I'm saying is I don't want to be Bill in the Kill Bill scenario. Well, yeah. I don't think anybody wants to be and Bill she, in a movie She shows up and she gives Bill. you the five-point exploding heart technique and it's fucking over. Yeah, I don't but, know if I want her coming after me. So like having her protect me, I'd feel pretty good. But I would feel good with Katniss. And, I mean, imagine Black Widow coming after you then. Yeah, serious problem. Serious problem. So, I mean, you got to, I feel like then if, if you're going to say that, you got to take Black Widow or The Bride. I think I'm you eliminating, have have one of them. I think I'm eliminating Furiosa from Mad Max as well. So that's down to, I'm down to four. I'm down to The Bride, Katniss Everdeen, Black Widow, and Sarah Connor. And I think my two picks are going to be Black Widow and The Bride. I think those are the two I want protecting. I mean, this list is a lot easier in my opinion because the people you forget don't necessarily have the skills that are going to be like I'm going to come fuck shit up yeah like Black Widow and the Bride are they're straight killers like those are pretty much the only two straight killers out yeah. there the other ones are like hey we could form a good team yeah and come fuck shit up but we got to go against you know SEAL Team 6 in the Bride and Black Widow I'm just you think about I think Black Widow has to be your number one draft pick in this list because, dude, she went toe-to-toe with, like, some of the scariest, most intimidating villains in the Marvel franchise, and she's just a person. And she sacrificed herself. Yeah, she's not like Thor or Iron Man or Captain America where they're somehow superhumanly enhanced or have some cool suit. She's just a person. She's just... Who knows how to shoot guns and, like, kick the shit out of people, basically. She's just a killer. And she went went toe-to-toe. I mean, granted, she got her ass kicked by the Winter Soldier, but she went toe-to-toe with the Winter Soldier, who's, like, one of the scariest assassins in the history of that franchise. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like... I mean... I would have to go between the bride, Katniss Everdeen, and Black Widow. Katniss Everdeen could okay. just—I think we're—I think we're in agreement there. She's just so—I think she's so influential that I feel like even if we wanted to go off script a little bit, she could recruit more people that aren't on that list to just come <laughs> fuck my day up. And she's a natural leader too. She she like like we like we discussed. She leads that entire rebellion towards the end of that yeah. series against that oppressive government. You know, it's basically taking over everything in this dystopian future. So she could like. I don't exactly want her rallying the rest of those troops to come kill me. Right. She's going to give this... She's going to come and you know, fuck your day up yeah, because she's like, hey... This rallying, you know, uplifting, <laughs> rousing speech to the rest of the people who are coming to kill you. And meanwhile, you're sitting there with the bride like, I hope you're ready. Yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> I hope you're ready. Black Widow's sitting there going, oh, well, great. Way, way to fucking go. We could have just had five, but no, we got the whole world. So anyway, that was my little list. I was playing off of the, the Barstool Sports idea and just doing an all-female list. So what were the other ones well, that you found? So I think this is another Barstool one. Were... Um, I'm not 100%, but I think it is. But it's pick two. You know, They will defend you. The rest are coming to kill you. Okay. Lay it on me. So you got, it looks like it's 50 Golden Eagles. Oh, so it's all animals? So, so it's animals. Ten alligators or crocodiles. Three grizzly bears, seven. They put buffalo, but are like, um, 
I don't know. I would say water buffalo because water buffalo are a whole different beast okay. than like a cow or like cattle. So let's go with water buffalo. Okay. Like a hunter. So it could just be yourself with a gun. 15 wolves. I'm going to try and look this up too to look at it while you're reading it. I just, you could just type in Barstool Sports, pick two people. Okay. And it was one of the ones that showed up. Four lions, and, and you can go, I think you can go either male or female. I don't think it necessarily matters. Five silverback gorillas. Okay. Or 10,000 rats. <laughs> okay, I found the one that you're talking about on Google Images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so you got to pick two, and the rest are coming to kill you. Is yours the one, I'm sorry, it has like one guy with a gun? Yeah, right in the middle. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's like the hunter. Right. So what's yours? So originally I said, well, of course I'm going to be a hunter with a gun. But I started to think about this and I'm like, well, how much ammo do I have? Or what kind of gun do I have? Yeah. Because at some point that gun becomes rendered useless. You got three grizzly bears chasing you. Some grizzly, I mean, there was a story of a grizzly bear in Alaska that died after it was shot. And they had found, I think it was like nine or ten rounds in it from different guns oh my so god had been shot and had survived dude all. those things are terrifying so it becomes my question for the hunter becomes what kind of gun do i have and right. how much ammo do i have because unless that guy's sitting there with some sort of a 50 cal machine gun with like unlimited ammo if he just has like one rifle with right. like 10 rounds you become useless in my opinion because that. if you have 50 eagles coming at you it takes one to grab the gun yeah. and then you're like well i'm one dude i got five silverback gorillas behind me to fight so I was like, well, I'd do, you know, the one thing with five silverback gorillas. And then I'm like, nah. The thing with silverback gorillas is, yeah, they've, they're strong as shit. But they just, I feel like they could get taken apart easy. Okay. I, I feel like, so I honestly would go with the eagles for one of my picks. To defend you. To defend me. Okay. Because 50 eagles. If that's a true golden eagle, they will literally take mountain goats off of top of mountains. I didn't know they that. They will literally eat terrifying. full deer. They will. You would just watch the video and then just claws into a full deer and fly away. And plus they can just fly by and be pecking out the eyes of your gorillas. Yeah, and their talons there. are like longer than my fingers. Yeah, which is, yeah, that'd be terrifying. It, that'd be like a wall of eagles flying at you all trying to so kill you. I was like, all right, eagles, 100%. 10, ten alligators, crocodiles, no, nah, I'm sorry. They can, they can run fast, but they can't turn. So if, yeah. if you step out of the way quick, yeah, all right. You got the next one coming at you. And if it's not necessarily like a swamp or a lake uh, right. setting, you, you kind of I don't know how render them they're useless. Be, yeah. Like an eagle can go anywhere. Right. You could be on an island and they're like, well, hey, we're here. Yeah. No one can come here. The grizzly bears, all right, three of them. Dude, grizzly bears are terrifying. They're the biggest animal on this list. <laughs> I, I, they're, they're, they're huge. They're terrifying. They're monsters. Like the water buffalo, we're going to say they're water buffalo. Nah, I'm not going to have them. They're, they'd be great at protecting yeah. me, but, you know, because that's what they do. But at the same time, I'm not. If I got seven water buffalo and 50 eagles, I got bears, wolves, lions, gorillas, rats, alligators, and a hunter coming after me. And the buffalo are going to be these things to shoot. Yeah. So, so I literally sat here and nitpicked this whole list to, to get. Me. I haven't studied this one as long as I have the other one. But this one's kind of hard, actually, when it's, you start thinking about it. So I got my list down. I mean, 10,000 so, rats, you're going to get a lot of things that just like, ah, fuck that. Like, I ain't going I here. love how they put 10,000 rats like that. I mean, if it they're rabid sound, rats, sure, let them protect me. It doesn't sound super intimidating, but like you start thinking about the strength in numbers, and that becomes a serious problem after right. a Right, so bit. that's where you the eagles 10, with 50 going against 10,000, yeah. you know, it, 
Okay, my, so you had audience. you had fifty eagles and who, so what I'll else? do fifty eagles, and then I was really debating between the bears and the wolves, but wolves work so well together that they could wolves. they could just come in and surround you, surround me, and clean shit up. So I, I I feel like it's a mismatch either way though, like no matter what you pick, you're mismatched. That's why it's a good game. That's that's a good. So, and the way they picked the numbers too is really good. I would go eagles and wolves, but my secondary choice would be eagles and bears. I think that's a pretty solid choice. I think I agree with you. The alligators, I think I'm going to eliminate them. I'm eliminating rats. I'm eliminating the water buffalo. Like, this is the way I have to do this. I have to just go through and eliminate yep. the ones I don't want. So then I'm down to basically the human who's armed with a gun. I guess we don't really know much of the specifics of that scenario. Right. So if he's on like a mounted 50 cow with unlimited ammo, I'm probably going to go with the human right. then because I can right. get rid of the alligators, the bears, the wolves, the lions, the yeah. gorillas, and the, the buffalo and I guess pretty quick. You'd have to assume in this scenario, this guy is an actual hunter too. So it's not just right. like a person with a gun, like who doesn't. Right. Not your average Joe that's yeah. just walking down. The it's like an actual hunter. So that's right. a, that's a really good asset to have, or it would be terrifying to be chased by an actual hunter. Yeah. Okay, so you got gorillas, lions, the hunter, the human hunter, the wolves, the bears, and the eagles. I think out of that to protect me, I think it's tough. I I would almost rather have the human after me than protecting me because, like you said, let's say you just have the 50 eagles and the one guy, the hunter, protecting you. He's going to have a serious fucking issue trying to take out three bears, 15 wolves, four lions, five gorillas, 10,000 rats, and seven buffalo, and 10 crocodiles. Yeah. With a gun. One gun. Right. So. No matter what gun it is, it becomes very difficult. That's a serious issue. Because what happens if you push 10,000 rats in first? I mean, you're like shooting at the ground. Right. And then you Probably missing half the time. Yeah. And then they could just crawl over you and render you useless. Yeah. So I think I'm... I'm not going to pick the human either. So to protect me, I think I'm going 15 wolves just because I love how terrifying wolves are and how well they work together, yeah. dude. That'd be such a great asset. And then I want to go either between the lions or the gorillas. But maybe you're right. Having the 50 eagles... I feel like that seems like a odd pick, but then when you start thinking about how helpful that would be, I mean, and you don't want to have, if I already have wolves, I don't want to have another thing that's almost like a wolf, which is four more lions. Like they're basically just, they're big wolves, big, yeah, they're just four legged, you know, carnivores. But, like I already have a bunch of those. I mean, when you, you look know, at I the want, list, I need, I need uh, multiple areas of right. combat, multiple facets of my game here. Well, and my biggest thing with this list though is, the eagles are the only aerial thing here. Yeah. So if they're not, besides the hunter, none of these other animals can fight them. Yeah. In, in a realistic, safe... And they I can mean, just be swooping down, causing I mean, damage, flying back Alligator's away. not going to post up on a you know, tree trying to grab yeah. it. Alligator can't get up a tree. Yeah. So the eagles just give you air superior. I mean... It's like air support. You, yeah. have, you have built-in air support in a and, battle of animals. And when you watch you know, war movies... Air support's the one thing big that, that literally big can solidify a victory. Yeah. So I think I'm going wolves and eagles. That's my final pick. And you were you were you were eagles and what? I was eagles and wolves too. Oh, you were. But I, my secondary would have been the bears, just because. That's a good one. I like massive. that one. 
I hadn't really seen that one and had a chance to like really break it down as much as I had the action movie star one. But these are great. These games. I saw are so that fun. one, and then there was a bracket, but um, oh, so it's best sit down chain restaurant, but it's like a full bracket. Oh. I mean, like a March Madness size bracket, oh, okay. sixty-four teams. Okay. So we I like it when they're somewhat manageable. Yeah. So they they're down to their elite eight. So we could we could go through their elite eight. Yeah, lay it have. on. I want to do that one. So that they sounds, have. That sounds fun. All right, so their Elite Eight, okay, computer, you know, I love technology. Their Elite Eight is Chili's versus Red Lobster. Okay. Pluckers versus Outback. Never heard of Pluckers. Capitol Grill versus Olive Garden. And Texas Roadhouse versus Waffle House. And these are all voted on by the, like, the people. How'd you get to their Elite Eight? Because I, I pulled up one and I just had their full bracket. Um, I don't know. It's just an image I selected on Google. Oh, okay. Let me see yours then, because I need to like look at it as we're as we're going through it. So yeah, so you got at the top, you got Chili's versus Red Lobster. So let's let's go through each. You're in the Elite Eight. Let's go through each right. one and just make our pick. So Chili's versus Red Lobster would be the first, you know, the top left of the bracket. So I gotta go Chili's I, on that one. I gotta go Chili's too. I love Red Lobster, but I feel like you could get better seafood elsewhere. Agreed. And Chili's has got a lot of options. It, Chili's is just a great American eat. Yeah, you can just you get whatever you want to eat there. So that's my first into the the final four. Pluckers versus Outback. I've never heard of Pluckers. <laughs> Me either. So is that a regional thing or something that it, we're missing? It might be. Um, I gotta go Outback. So there. I got I gotta Obviously go Outback too. The, I mean, we don't know what Pluckers is. Yeah, it, it's a steakhouse. They got blooming onions. Phenomenal. So we both have Chili's and we both have Outback. Okay. So now in the bottom left, it's Capitol Grill versus Olive Garden. Being Italian, you know, coming from Italian heritage, it would be a sin for me to pick Olive Garden. Because it, as Brandon and I both attest, it's not true Italian food. It, it's an Americanized Italian chain. Okay, the fair food enough. Is, the food is good. But Olive Garden's delicious. Right. Their food is. It, we're not it tastes, judging. It we're not judging good. it on is it authentic Italian. We're just judging right. it on would you. But have you had there? Capital Grill before? I don't think I have actually. It's so fucking phenomenal. Okay. Well, I'll defer to you on this. So, I love Olive Garden, but I'll defer to you. So Olive Garden, yeah. I you know all, I'm never going to turn it down because I don't I turn food down really easily, great. I love you know. It. So I would go Capital Grill though. So I we would you know, I mean you could go to Olive Garden if you want since you you don't have an opinion on Capital Grill. I'll, no, I'll defer to you. So, we'll, 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 for this one, we'll be in consensus. Okay. I like Capital Grill. I just, there's something about it just phenomenal. So we have Capital Grill versus Chili's. And then we have okay. Outback Steakhouse versus either Texas Roadhouse or Waffle House. Oh, okay. I'm easily going Texas Roadhouse. I, on I'm going to have to agree with you because Waffle House is one of those, like, 4 a.m. I'm hammered. Yeah. I just need to eat something and I hops close. It, it's delicious when you're drunk and, like you said, it's 3, 4 in the morning. It's delicious. But, but when you're sober, you don't Let's go to be Waffle honest. House. If we're ranking breakfast places, like, Waffle House is way down Waffle the House is, like... IHOP couldn't get us in for like six hours. Yeah. Village Inn couldn't. Get Denny's, us in wasn't for six hours. Denny's wasn't available. Denny's wasn't available. You know. And all of your King favorite. Supers was out of toasted strudels. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess we'll now go to Waffle <laughs> we'll, House. We'll go to yeah. Waffle House. So te- Texas Roadhouse easily wins that. Okay. One. To me, that's a landslide. So that's now we have Chili's versus Capitol Grill, and we have Outback Steakhouse versus Texas Roadhouse. Ooh. Okay. So, so let me do the Outback versus Texas Roadhouse one first because I haven't eaten at Capitol Grill. That's a tough one. I think I'm gonna have to go Texas Roadhouse. So the thing that solidifies Texas Roadhouse for me is the buns. The buns are with so the butter. Good. 
They're so you good. You just can't. I mean, now, it, with that being said, Outback does have good loaves of bread. Yeah, for they, sure. They, they and Outback's great. I love Outback. But, but also, just... and I'm, I'm a big steak guy. I love ordering steaks at steakhouses. I think Texas Roadhouse has better steak. Personally. I think they, and they provide with more options yeah. than Outback. And their does. sides are fucking great. Yeah. So great. So I agree. Texas Roadhouse will win that side of the bracket. Okay. Now we have so that's Capital... our finals matchup from that side. Right. So now we have Capital Grill and uh, Chili's. I don't know. I feel like you can't go wrong with Chili's. Dude, I love Chili's. And, and I go there all the time, and I'm never disappointed I get their Chili's. Cajun pasta. It's fucking phenomenal. I'm getting really hungry talking about this, so I'm going to have to <laughs> that, order that's Chili's the, or something. That's the thing. is like You could go to Chili's, and if you want to eat Italian food and I want to eat Mexican food, we can both get that right. at Chili's. And you or, can get fries or chips and salsa or whatever you want. Or you're like, I don't feel like any of this. I'm going to get chicken fingers. Yeah, or a burger or whatever. And or you can get chicken fingers or, in like eight different flavors yeah. with different dipping or wings. sauces. Or wings. They got everything there. They got, it's great. So I would have to go Chili's over Capitol Grill. Okay, so we got Chili's, Chili's versus, versus Texas, Texas Roadhouse. I feel like it becomes one of those, I could eat steak every day. It's not good for me. I could do yeah. it. Whereas Chili's gives you that diversity where you're like. Chili's gives you the options. Roadhouse, I think, is higher quality. Yeah. You know, I think I'm going to have to go Roadhouse on this one. I think it's, I think it's tough. I, I like Texas Roadhouse, and I could eat steak every day. Yeah. I also love bread. So I could literally just go to Texas Roadhouse and eat the bread and butter yeah. all day. And, and I would never be disappointed. Right. And keep life. in mind, you can get other stuff at Texas Roadhouse, too. Like, it doesn't have to be a steak. Right. Like you can get a lot of really good chicken dishes and stuff there. I, get, I like to get, like, uh, chicken fried chicken and stuff like oh, that yeah, there. Oh, yeah, it's always good. Delicious. That, that's, that's a... That's a steakhouse food. Yeah. Like, that's part yeah. of what should be in a steakhouse. But also, I'm pretty sure you could order chicken fried chicken at Chili's, too. <laughs> they have can. literally everything It's an Chili's. endless menu. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go Roadhouse. I think it's just higher quality. Don't, it's nothing against Chili's. I love Chili's, I, but I, I think, think I Roadhouse wins that matchup. No, I, I think I have to agree with you on that one. I think that's hilarious. So, I was Googling it while you were, like, bringing it up, and I, I ended up on the Barstool Sports, like, blog, and they're... <laughs> It was back in March of this year, I guess, when they were the voting was open for it. And this guy wrote this entire article, like breaking down all the matchups. I mean, it's literally like a March Madness breakdown yeah. of the sixty four team bracket. Like And it gives you <laughs> I love it. I I I gotta make my decision based on this. I can't find I thought they had one more, but I can't find it. Of the the pick two the pick, sort of yeah. things. I can't find it. Well, I really wanted to talk about. I, I I was glad that we picked the, the action movie star pick two, and the rest are gonna come kill you, game for the like the opening episode because it was one of those things where I had sent it to you guys on Instagram, and then we were all like sending back our votes, and then Caleb was calling us crazy. Who did he say he was voting for? Didn't he have Maximus in it? Yeah, he had Maximus and someone else. I, here, I'll look it up real quick. But. And, and I was like, this is one of those things where I feel like we could have an in-depth conversation about that's not just us sending messages back and forth on Instagram. So, yeah, Maximus and Luke Hobbs. Yeah, see, I was like, dude, I disagree. And then he was talking about how we were tripping because we wanted to pick John Wick. I'm like, have you watched the John Wick movies? Yeah. Well, so we also have in there, so you got to pick two that will defend you. All others will come and kill you. So you have Master Chief from Halo. Oh, you found another one? Yeah, it's in our same group chat. 
Oh, shit. Lay that one on me. Lay so you have me. Master Chief from Halo. Ten oh, of God. them. You have a hundred assassins from Assassin's Creed. Yeah. That's a serious issue. You have 30 Captain Prices from the COD franchises. You have two dragons. I don't know what game they're from. You have 40 of the Mortal Kombat guys. Damn, I love how they're playing with the numbers, too. Because if you just picked one of each, it'd still be crazy. You have... I don't know who this chick is from, but it's one with a massive fucking sword. It's very intimidating. <laughs> it's fucking huge. You have 350 archers from Minecraft. And those guys fuck your shit up. I've never played Minecraft. They fuck your shit up. You just one. ask Brandon about okay. this. They'll, they'll shoot us they're, in the lava an issue. and you're just fucked. Yeah. They're an issue. You have four. It looks like they're Wrens from Star Wars. Kylo Wrens? Or not Kylo. No, sorry. Not Rays. Oh. Four Rays from Star Wars. Okay. And then two of some dude I've never seen before. Shit. Oh, two Doom guys. From the game Doom. Okay. Well, I haven't played some of those. So that one's kind of hard. But I was... Halo is one of my all-time favorite franchises. And Master, Master Chief. Chief is a badass. Yeah. You got, what, was it 30 Master Chiefs? 10 Master Chiefs, or 30 10. Captain Prices. Damn. I think I'm going to go with the Master Chiefs and... I want to pick the assassins to be on my side, you but I feel like have to go with the assassin. Imagine a hundred. Ass- so all after it, all you, after you. you haven't played all the Assassin's Creed. No, games. see, right now I'm in the middle of playing Assassin's Creed Two, and right. what I did was so I've never played any of them before this. So Brandon talked to me about Ezio was his favorite right. character from mm-hmm. that whole thing, and so I, I was asking him, okay, well, which one should I play at this point? Because I'm so far behind the eight ball. There's been like a million games, right? So I found the Ezio collection on the PlayStation Store. So right now I have Assassin's Creed 2, which I'm currently playing. Brotherhood is up next. And mm-hmm. then I think it's Unity or yeah. something like that. That's the like Ezio trilogy. So I'm going to play through those. But yeah, so I know a little bit about like, but, the Assassin's Creed world. And stuff. So, so maybe this will help your decision. Because I'll tell you mine right now. I'll pick the Assassins. And I'm probably going to pick Captain Price just because I'm such a codnet. But Dude, my, Price is my reasoning too. behind the assassins is in Assassin's Creed, you go back in time. It's not like you're playing as the assassin. So we're going back in time. So it's right. you go back in time. And they're all set your, in the past, regardless right. of which character it is. Right. So this assassin could be an assassin in modern day. So imagine a modern day assassin that has you know the Assassin's Creed game type qualities you have a hundred a hundred of them and they have access to modern weapons and they have access to modern weapons and technology because if you you know people are going to sit there and be like well that's not how it's supposed to be played I'm like no but that's how the games are played when you go back in time yeah so if we go back in time to where something's coming at me now we have a modern day assassin with a hundred of them coming at me now that can jump off fucking skyscrapers into hay bales and they're also like they're fine they're like masters at just being super sneaky right. and being like disappearing into crowds and stuff. Okay, yeah, I think I'm gonna go to protect me a hundred assassins from Assassin's Creed, and then I'm going with the Master Chiefs. Yeah, because like, how many times has Master Chief saved the whole world? A lot, and he, fought off alien invasions. Master and, Chief's a tank, and plus he's he's in that like full armored suit that like can take all this yeah. damage, and he's like an he's. An expert at firing all of the weapons, both alien and human. He can fly all of the vehicles. You know, yeah, he can yeah, operate everything. Insane. He can jump from like incredibly high distances and land and be totally fine. 
I'm going. I'm going the Master Chiefs and the Assassins on yeah. that one. I, I, yeah, I feel like those. Were, I think that one you don't have to over, three you don't have to overthink it. Yeah. I think the the next option would would be Captain Price. Yeah, from Hundred Savage from Call of Duty. But those are like all the pick fours I could find. I think those were or good pick twos, not pick fours. Were, yeah, we we did a we really 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 broke down the action movie one. And then, right, we went and then on a we, giant we went on tangent, about, tangent movies. about movies, CGI, and then brought it back, and eventually went over the rest of our pick twos. But those are fun games, dude. I love those. Well, we'll have to pull out our bracket of. Oh, I, I should have it on here. Let me see if I can find that bracket sometime. Our franchise we, bracket. Yeah, and we can. Pull I think that, that one should in. be a whole episode. I think next time we sit down and do one of these, we'll go through our movie franchise bracket. Oh, so, I think I have it right here. So yeah, so. The two of us sat down. I, I think we were leaving a Marvel movie or something, and I started thinking about I was like, have you guys ever thought about how many franchises there are in Hollywood? And then we started listing them all, and then we started ranking them, right. and then we put them into a bracket to decide the ultimate movie franchise. Right, and these are all, you know, to clarify, you know, these are just franchises. We're not basing this on action fran like we're just yeah any franchise any franchise out there. And I think we considered a franchise more than three movies, right? I think we said three, three or more. Yeah, because three is a trilogy. So if they had three or less, it was like not a franchise, right? So you can't have like, you know, one because technically you John have Wick is not a franchise. In, in in our definition of it, for that sake of it, but we could we could make change, it because I feel change like the clarification. I feel like the amount of movie franchises there are, we we kind of ran. Oh, so I have the full bracket. I have I have it too, saved somewhere if you want to pull it up. But we, we need to save this for another episode because this could be a whole thing. Yeah. So we had I mean, and we had a whole sixty four team bracket of franchises. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, I have it literally right here. So what we we'll post this shit for you to fucking look at it. Yeah. And give us opinions on. We could post it for no one. <laughs> Get our opinions. For our zero back, listeners so and far. And then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Well, didn't we try posting it on Reddit? And we posted, we didn't really I posted get it on Reddit and I just had no I don't know how to Reddit, use Reddit, so. really. I'm on Reddit all the time, but I'm one of those they consider lurkers. You know, I don't yeah. ever really post anything because I don't well, know how so, it works, but. What we can do I, is... Dude, I love that bracket we built out. Because you start talking about franchises. I mean, movie fans... There's, there's one thing movie fans love. It's major blockbuster oh, yeah. franchise movies. So, we'll post this. And then, hopefully, you know, even if it's just our family or close friends can fill this shit out. We'll fucking dig into it. Because it would be interesting, I think. Because we've had a handful of our friends fill it out already. And we've seen who we ultimately came up with as, like, champion. Right. But it'd be interesting to see from, like, a... Outside. A wider variety of people filling out, looking at all of the franchises and picking the winners of each matchup and then eventually ending well, and, up with their ultimate franchise. And you see, I'd be curious too, to see what people you think. know, because if someone hasn't seen, you know, there's 64. We've literally filled out a 64 team. There's a lot of franchises. So there's some in here that you're going to sit there and be like, well, those aren't full franchises because we couldn't find a full 64. So we found the best we could. Yeah. I think, you know, some people out there are going to be like, I haven't seen half of those. I haven't even yeah. seen 10 of those. And it's like, all right, well, you know, just based on the title or you can do some or research. based on whatever you've seen or heard. Yeah. You know, fill out the bracket, which means if you have your – so for me, Harry Potter already is already in the national championship, already won. The other three I could probably fill out pretty quickly. So like Marvel, I mean, that includes the entire Marvel universe. Are we getting into it already, or are we saying? I feel like we should episode? save it. Oh, right, we should save it. it. We should save it. We'll save it. But the teaser is 
I'll, I'll give you our top four seeds. Star Wars, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, and The Hobbit together. Yeah. And Harry Potter. Those will be our top four seeds. We'll post this bracket. You can go through it. You can, you know, comment on all this shit. And then in one of our next episodes, we will dig deep into just this fucking bracket and explain. Yeah, because I love this. We can go, we could literally go choice by choice through this bracket and explain our reasonings. And, you know. Because it's actually kind of remarkable when I look at it how many of them I've actually seen, either most, if not all, of the movies in that right. franchise. And I, then you realize how much of your life you've sat <laughs> and much, watched a yeah, TV screen. How, how much of my life have I wasted watching the Transformers franchise, you know? But hey, I love movies. That's right. what I like. And, you know, give me all of the new movies in my favorite franchises. And, it, and it really all becomes you know, personal preference on what you like from movies. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what other people feel. Yeah. Cause we're not, I think we seeded these. We didn't really have a lot of measurements in terms of it's, it's all, they're all seated based on total box office gross or right. total or total ranking of the, that, you know, like the average ranking of the movies in terms of how many stars they got out of right. 10. And or I, th- whatever. I think part of it came into is your opinion and my opinion. Yeah. So, when a lot of it was like how big we thought the franchises were. Because I right. think there's no real arguing that Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, and Marvel, Marvel. are the biggest franchises you right. could possibly think of, you know, in terms so, of popularity. So it becomes one of those, and, you know, we can make edits to this. We can update it. But I think we do need to re-rank. I think we should go through and re-rank Re-rank them. before we post yeah, it. Like, come up with one, one through 16 seeds for every quadrant. But we'll post it, and we want everyone's feedback. And then <laughs> Everyone we're going, meaning the five people who are going to listen to this. And two of them are going to be the people that are talking to you right now. <laughs> but give us your feedback, and we're going to nitpick every choice. Now, some we're going to be able to be like, easy. I'm in. I'm out. We're moving on. Yeah, some of them are really obvious. Some we might have different opinions, and it could be powerful opinions to where it's like. Right. Like, I'm going to make my pitch. You're going to make your pitch, and I'm going to tell you why yours right. is dumb. And, and if and I haven't seen options. one, I'm going to be like, we're, that's fine. Yeah. I've never seen it, so. Yeah. Kind of like the ones on the restaurant one where we just went through a long. I haven't eaten there. Right. I'll defer to you, whatever. I right. don't know. I can't but make if, an opinion. But if it comes down to, you know, like Harry Potter against Star Wars, well, that could be a 10-hour episode of a yeah. debate that neither one of us is going to back down neither on. one of us are budging. No. So it's going to become, all right, we got to just say, hey, maybe we have six viewers at this time. We need four to win. Vote yeah. Star Wars or Harry Potter. Have a poll, yeah. And if you vote Harry Potter... You might get a thank you in the mail. <laughs> I like it. So that that's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be exactly next episode, but one of our future episodes, one of our future that's, episodes. What, that's what we're going to do is break down the movie franchise bracket because that's the type of shit that I love. Like I will literally, we went through all of this, built the whole thing, went through the exercise of picking our winners just for fun. Right. You know, so it's a perfect idea for something like this for a podcast because I can sit here and talk about this stuff for a long time. And I want to see what other people yeah, and it's feel just, about Yeah, I love seeing this shit. Yeah, what people think about these different franchises. And it'd be cool if we could create like an interactive bracket, post it on our Podbean site. Yeah. To where people could go on the Podbean, click our podcast, and fill out the bracket and we could use it off of there. Yeah. Which I, th- I think would be f- phenomenal. Yeah. And it would be fucking fun we're gonna be able to dig deep into this because i mean we're gonna be able to talk about 64 franchises 
right off the it's a rip. Lot of movies. And then we'll be talking about 32. And I, I guarantee you the Sweet 16 is going to take us 40 minutes to talk about. <laughs> yeah, once you start getting down to the real big heavy hitter franchises, it becomes difficult. It's, it's, not, it's not obvious. And, and it becomes. And they're all movies that you love, you know? And, and if we want to do it the right way, which I think we should, it's got to be all personal based because. There's no right or wrong answer when it comes to this. Exactly. So when you fill it out, make it sh- make it be. I mean, there is a right answer. It's obviously Star Wars. Well, and see, this is where you're wrong because Harry Potter. Matt, we're not getting into this. This is a future episode. Harry Potter didn't take 50 years to master. <laughs> Harry Potter took the first five minutes of the movie. I mean, Star Wars is the Trash. greatest franchise ever created in the history of Hollywood. I think All right, so <laughs> this will be a future episode. <laughs> And if you hear screaming in the background, and we are going to blows. <laughs> yeah, it's a future episode. You feel good about this one? I feel good. About our initial episode? It's been an hour and 45 minutes. We went hard. Yeah. My back hurts. I need to get up. Yeah, I need to go let the dog out. <laughs> All right. Should we wrap? Let's wrap. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll post this shit for you. Don't suck.